Father, we just thank you for the beautiful day you've given to us. We thank you for the day of rest that you set aside for us and your word. And we just pray you be with Dwight as he shares from your word, from his heart, what you have laid on his heart to us. And just help us to be receptive of what you have for us this morning. Just pray a blessing upon him as he shares. Praise in your name. Amen. Good morning and greetings in Jesus' name, and welcome everyone to this portion of the service here today. Um, at this time, I do have a story for the children, so I'm going to invite all the children that would like to come forward, um, to come forward, sit on the front couple benches, and i got a story for you, and then you can go back to your parents. So, however... When the children had gone, 
on the other side of it. She paused at Douglas's desk, bent down, and asked him whose hand it was. The little boy looked away and murmured, It's yours, teacher. She recalled the time she had taken his hand and walked with him here and there, as she had the other students. How often had she said, Take my hand, Douglas, let's go outside, or let me show you how to hold your pencil, or let or let's do this together. Douglas was most thankful for his teacher's hand. Brushing aside a tear, she went on with her work. The story, the story speaks, about, speaks of more than thankfulness. It says something about teachers teaching, parents parenting, and friends showing friendship. And how much it means to the Douglases of the world. They might not be, they might not always say thanks, but they'll remember the hand that reaches out. So in our story, this little first grader drew a picture of a hand because he was thankful for someone who cared for him. So I guess why I shared that story with you guys today is I want you guys to be thankful for the person that helps you. It might be a mom, it might be a dad, it might be an older brother or sister, it might be an older person in church that, that gives you their hand and helps you walk through life. And then as you guys grow older, I know some of you are older siblings, is that right? How many of you got younger siblings? Oh, a bunch of you. There's yeah. a couple youngest here. Yeah. And someday, your younger siblings might need your help. Do you think that's true? you think that's true, Seth? Yeah? Of course it's true. Of course it's true. That's right. So I got a question for you. Are you going to be the one to, to help them and hold their hand when they go somewhere or do something else? So think about this little boy named Douglas who is so thankful because his teacher helped guide him through life. And are you thankful for that? So can you remember that today? And I got one more thing. I am so thankful that you guys all came to church today. Because one thing I really, really love about, about having all these youngsters in here, and you'll hear the other noises of the service, but it is such a blessing to have children come to church. So I've brought, Nicole's got a little bag of uh, goodies and uh, some smarties, and I'm going to give one to each of you out of my way to say thank you for coming today and listening to my story. Is that a deal? Yep. All right. I'll get them too. All right, then you can go back to your parents. <laughs> Thank you, children, for, for coming up, and uh, I, I do apologize um, for, I guess it's something of an oversight sometimes on my part. I, when I was ordained in the ministry, I told my wife I want to continue to have children's class, because I remember my, uh, my wife's uncle Jake, when he would preach, oftentimes had uh, a children's class. And you know, you may think it's about as simple as can be to talk about the flowers or talk about this. But our children always look forward to them days and Sunday, and where he took a little extra time for the children. So I admit I have not always uh, done the greatest job with that, and I told her I've got to find something, because I do absolutely love the children and church coming to church. Uh, this morning, 
God has laid on my heart something that I'm not very good at, and that's probably why God laid it on my heart, so I'm here to share it with you today. And, uh, and that is a heart of gratitude. Um, a heart of gratitude in life and in glorifying our Lord and Savior. Sometimes I tell my wife I'm a realist. She says maybe I borderline on the pessimistic side of life. But I tell her that always optimism gets you nowhere anyway but a dead end. So here we go. And I don't want to get into all that, that side of life. But I do believe with studying that I do have some work to do with being a grateful person. Come across a couple short stories here I'd like to share before we get started. And this one comes from last Sunday in teaching the Sunday school class up here. If we could shrink the Earth's population to a village of 100 people, here's what it would be like. Four, we're, four are Americans, and they would own one quarter of the village's wealth. 13 suffer from malnutrition, 26 cannot read, 25 have no access to electricity, 60 have no toilet facilities, 11 have no access to clean water. 50 live on less than $2.50 per day. Where would you fit in that village? And when I read that, I thought about that, and it's kind of a stark revelation that in the world's population, if we shrunk that, there'd be four Americans, but one quarter of the wealth would be held there. And I asked my Sunday school class that day if any of them are really hungry, and of course we've got some boys in there, and of course they're always hungry, so that didn't work so well. But we did admit that we're not malnutritioned. They can all read. They all have access to electricity and a toilet. They all have clean water. And I think all their fathers make more than $2.50 a day, which puts us in the top 4% of the wealthiest people in the world. And I, I know that's on wealth, and I don't want to spend too much time on wealth, but I do, I do want us to think about it because sometimes in our life, we get going in life and we kind of think that we've got the bad end of the stick. But we are so blessed. We are so blessed. I do have a little comical story here I'm going to share, and then we'll get started. Two men were walking through a field one day when they spotted an enraged bull. Immediately, they ran toward the nearest fence. The storing bull ran after them in hot pursuit, and they realized that they were not going to make it. Terrified, one man shouted to his friend, Say a prayer, John. We're in trouble. John said, I've never prayed out loud before. I don't know what to say. But you have to, yelled his companion. The bull is catching up to us. All right, said John, as he ran with all his might. I'll say the only prayer I know. The father, my father used to say it at the table. Oh, Lord, for what we are about to receive, make us truly thankful. I don't know if that applies to his true meaning of thankfulness, but I guess what he was going to receive, he was going to be thankful for, if the bull caught him or not. One more story here. Lady, are you rich? Is the title here. They huddled inside the storm door, two children in ragged, outgrown coats. Any old paper? Any old papers, lady? I was busy. I wanted to say no until I looked down at their feet. Thin little sandals souped, sopped with sleet. Come in and I'll make you a cup of hot cocoa. There was no conversation. Their soggy sandals left marks on the clean stone. Cocoa and cake to fortify against the chill outside. 
I went back to the kitchen and started again on my household budget. The silence in the front room struck me, struck through to me. I looked in. The girl held her empty cup in her hands, looking at it. The boy asked in a quiet voice, Lady, are you rich? Am I rich? No, 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 no. I looked at, I looked at my shabby slip, slip covers. The girl put her cup back in the saucer carefully. Your cups match your saucers, her voice said with old, her, her voice was old with a hunger that was not from the stomach. They left then, holding their bundles of papers against the wind. They hadn't said thank you, they didn't need to. They had done more, much more than that. Plain blue pottery cups and saucers, but they matched. I tested the potatoes and stirred the gravy, potatoes and brown gravy, a roof over our heads, my man with a good steady job, these things match too. I moved the chairs back from the fire and tidied the living room. The muddy prints of small standals were still on the stone. I left them be. I went I want there them there in case I want them there in case I ever forget how rich I really am. And I share them stories to make our minds think about how blessed we are. I do believe today, and I might be the only one here, and I hope I'm the only one here that has a lack of gratitude sometimes in my life. We're not always grateful for the blessing that we have because I become too self-centered about my own self. Instead of being positive and accepting the fact that Jesus died on the cross for me, and I am so blessed, whether I have little or I have lots, because that free gift of salvation is what I should be focusing on. I focus on me. I focus on myself. I focus on what I have or I don't have. And I become, unfortunately, not as grateful as I should be. So I was looking at scriptures in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, rejoice always, Pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Ephesians 5, 19 and 20. Speaking to, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul wrote both of those. I think there's no argument there. And sometimes, let me back up here. Sometimes we allow our circumstances to jurisdict our gratefulness. And I think that's where I find myself way too many times in my life. Because my circumstances dictate whether I'm a grateful person or not. And we can say, well, this is all materialistic things. You know, all this stuff, that I, them little stories I read, it's all about materialism. But it's not. See, I believe that when we become ungrateful people, we don't do our due diligence in glorifying our Lord and Savior which is first and foremost in our life. And that's where I find myself. Let alone these two scriptures I read, which nowhere in there have, did I read that rejoice always if everything is good, if there's plenty of money in the bank account, and I can do whatever I want. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. And Paul wrote these, and, and I know you guys know this, but what struck me is... Paul's life of being shipwrecked, beaten, stoned, imprisoned, 
hungry, run out of town, everything else that happened to Paul, he still penned these down by the Holy Spirit in his life. Could I actually do that if I was sitting in a prison for doing what God had asked me to do? Could I always say, rejoice evermore? It really hit me, and that's where I feel I have so much to grow in. Because when Paul wrote these, he didn't say, if things are good, rejoice. This morning, I look at, you can turn with me to Romans 1, 18 through 23. Romans 1, 18 through 23. I'd like to look at that for the next few minutes. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who suppress the truth and unrighteousness, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his visible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. So they are without excuse, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, the birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. And as I was thinking and studying here for gratefulness, I knew there was all these little short pray always, you know, be grateful. And so it's part of God's word. And I come across Romans here. And what really hit me is um, in the first part there, it talks about the wrath of God is revealed from heaven for ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. And, and so he's, he's stating a fact here that God's wrath is poured out. But why? And that's what I'd like us to look at. I'm not trying to avoid the rest of that scripture, but I would like us to focus on the middle part of that scripture. It says in 19 and 20 there, it says, because of creation, people knew God. If I can paraphrase this. Um, they understood, and in 20, uh, ver 20, in the last part of it, even his eternal power and Godhead, so they were without excuse. Because of the creation of the world. Because what God created, they had no excuse to not know and glorify God. Is what is stated here. So I was thinking about this. And so we have God's wrath on the unrighteous. And then he says, because you have no excuse because of my creation. Because what he has done, you have no reason not to glorify him. Even his creation points to the creator. Even if our life is total misery, the creation still points to the creator. And verse 21 is what I'd like us to look at today. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. That verse really hit me. It says they knew God. They saw the creation. They had no excuses. But they chose to not glorify him as God. And, and, and that whole concept just struck me so hard. Because it says we knew God. 
but we chose not to glorify him. We chose not to be a grateful heart of glory and praise to our Lord and Savior. And, and that whole concept is so sad because it says exactly what happened to him. And sometimes I fear like in life, I have looked at life as glorifying or being a grateful person as just kind of an option. You know, that's for that eternal optimist who everything is okay. Those of us that are realists understand that all of life might not turn out so okay. But honestly, folks, if we're here today and we can see the creation of God, we know God, we have no excuse not to glorify him. No excuse. It says, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. And it goes on to say, and this is what I find so intriguing here today, is it goes on to say, basically, in the end of that chapter, he says, uh, and they set up images of corruptible things. So, instead of glorifying God, they went and made gods. Lowercase g. They found other things to be their God. So they could glorify that, most likely. So we, in our internal being, and who we are, want to glorify and, and praise something. So they knew God, but they chose not to glorify him, and then instead they set up other gods. So I ask you the question, do we have our own gods that we've set up in our life? Or are we glorifying the true God? Have we turned to idolatry? You see, every single thing and every one of us are precious in God's eyes. Every one of us has a purpose to be here. We didn't by chance happen. It just didn't so happen we're in Kelowna, Iowa on today. That's not, it's not that way. God created us for a distinct purpose. And he, just, he, he created us to glorify him. So are you a grateful person? Is your heart full of greatness first and foremost to God? Or are we a type of person and do we have the attributes that keep us from being grateful? I'd like to look at three things here today of, that keep us from being that grateful person. And I believe that ultimately as we, we relate with each other, we should be a grateful person. We should look at the positive things. But I think ultimately, if we are an ungrateful person, most likely we don't give God the glory that he deserves, first and foremost. First one I'd like to just mention is a critical spirit. Criticizing someone or something instead of being positive. Are we critical of everything that happens? There are people that are critical when it rains, and they're critical when the sun shines. They're critical of the neighbors, the leaders, the church, and ultimately they're critical of God. There's nothing really quite right. Everything is critical. The second one I'd like to look at is a proud heart. And as when this one, and I thought about this one, I was thinking about pride. But it hit me that a proud heart is so self-centered. Because a proud heart says, look at all the abilities that I have. Look at all what I have done. You know, it's bringing glory to me instead of to God. God has given us abilities that he asks us to use and to give 
to him, not for herself. So my second point of an attribute that leads to being ungrateful is a proud heart. My third one that I'd like us to think about is carelessness. And I think sometimes this is where I fall into a lot of, I get busy and I live life and I get careless that I don't take the time to be a grateful person and glorify my God. I just flat live life. You know, it's kind of like this illustration. Someone asked if they went out and saw the stars last night and they said no. They said no, the stars are out there every single night. Now, if the stars only came out once every five years, we'd all set a time aside and we'd go out and watch the stars. And we'd be like, wow, this is an amazing God. Look how many stars he created. But since they're there tomorrow, we'll do it tomorrow night. And guess what? One day, one week, one month, one year goes by. We never enjoyed God's stars. Now, it's not that big a deal maybe if you don't enjoy the stars. Don't get me wrong. But my point is we get careless in life. And we just live. And we forget to glorify God. We forget to give Him the honor and the glory that He deserves. We forget to bless somebody else. We forget to be that new creation that looks at the positive in somebody instead of the negative. It's an amazing thing. Once you take the time to actually look at the positives in your life, how your attitude changes. And how you will become a grateful person. I believe, now there was my three critical spirits, or things that I believe have a tendency to draw us down. I'd like to talk for a few moments here in the closing. And, and uh, I'm not going to take the time to read it, but if you want to jot it down, Colossians 3 is full through verses 12 through 17 about the new man. And in that, that, that passage of Scripture, it talks a lot about giving praise and honor and glory. If we are a new creation, glorifying God and being a grateful person should just be who we are. Not if we want to be, if it works, if our life's roses, if all is good. I don't think that has anything to do with it. It says glorify me. Psalms 100 is another passage that I'm not going to make it to today. It says bless the Lord all throughout Psalms. It's, it's just an amazing chapter. Just read that because it doesn't give you an option to bless the Lord if you want to. It says bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord for everything he has blessed us with. But I believe if we find ourselves today in a critical, proud, careless spirit of life, and as we go through life and as we relate with God and with our fellow men, I believe we need to come to God before prayer, when prayer, asking him for a grateful heart, for all the blessings he has given us, and ask him to turn our complaints into praise. Ask him to turn our critical spirit into positives. Ask him to give us a spirit where we look at somebody and say, God bless you. I really appreciate you. I really appreciate what you've done, or this or that. Instead of saying, well, why didn't you do this? See, there's two distinct differences there. And I believe we need to come to God in praise because if we're not a grateful person, we're probably not going to go closer to him. So let's ask God in prayer to give us a grateful heart. I believe that to develop a spirit of gratitude in our life is evidence of God's spirit in our life. If God's spirit is in our life, then we will be a grateful person. 
Secondly, I think we need to humble ourselves before God. And we need to recognize why we are blessed to have what we have. Our talents are a gift from God. I think if we walk around thinking, well, I'm pretty good at this, or I'm pretty good at that, or I'm, 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 we've we've become so self-centered that we will become focused on ourselves, and we cannot see how somebody else is a blessing to our life. But I do believe that if we humble ourselves before God, and we say, God, these gifts and talents are just used. Use me for what you want to use me. It'll go miles in our gratitude. On the very subject of being grateful, I think first we have to praise our Lord and Savior because he deserves the most glory. I think our gratitude, if we have it right with God, will also end up showing itself among other people. And we will become a person that is a grateful person, that is a person that builds people up instead of tear them down. I'm not saying the truth is not the truth. Sometimes there's hard things you have to deal with people. Don't get me wrong. But I believe we should be a grateful person to look at the positives instead of the negatives. And I believe that will become evidenced among each other. And I believe that, that gratefulness will end up becoming an action. It will not just be something that I think and the way I view the world. If my glass is half full or half empty... I don't think it'll stop there. It will become an action, and we will, we will praise the Lord. We will look for the positive in the other. We will help build up, and we will become a servant of the Most High God. I believe that we will end up serving those around us because we want to make a positive influence in this world because we're grateful for what God has done. If we sit here and feel like God owes it to us, or God owes us anything at all, I believe we've become a very critical, self-centered people. So I stand here before you saying I need to work on being a more grateful person to honor and glorify my Lord and Savior. May God bless you.